and I just it just didn't sound right. He said it hit all the octaves, but yeah, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, nah, man, nah, yeah. not gonna tick. No, there's no no, no tickling. That, that, <laughs> that's a new rule in the rule book. No, we do not do it. No, so, no nah. tickle for the mic. Check. No, that was bad. No, no. Yeah, nothing good can come out of that. No. <laughs> nothing good can come out of that. Yeah, we live in a world where uh, the less we say tickle around high school students, probably the better. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Leadership isn't for the faint of heart. It's dirty, dangerous, difficult, and disruptive. It will test everything about who you are. Unfortunately, as a leader, you're out front, which means you usually only get about 43 feet of good road built for those following behind you while you're running the race yourself. Welcome to the 43 Feet Podcast, where each week you'll hear from some of the greatest leaders we can find both in F3 and beyond. If you're going to lead, you'll need to be ready for the difficult challenges, for what lies ahead in the unknown, for what's lurking in the next 43 feet. Well, welcome back, uh, everybody. This is uh, another edition of the 43 Feet Podcast. Uh, and this is, uh, uh, as uh, many know, my name is Frank Schwartz, Dark Helmet, uh, joining you. And uh, you'll notice today I have probably the best dress guest we've definitely had uh, ever, uh, so far anyway, um, is, uh, is, a, is a guy who I, I am, am looking to make a friend uh, out of. Um, this, but this is a very personal uh, guest for me. Uh, a lot of you look and you go, I know we've had, you know, Ryan Mickler and and you know all these different people that are like these you know, kind of semi-famous people and we're having uh, some some high-level military folks on and and or or they're at least F3 packs or something uh, but then I've got this this uh, high school principal here uh, and and what that's all about we're going to talk about uh, what that's all about and, and why he's here but um, Jason Johns is the high school principal at Nation Ford High School happens to be my daughter's uh, high school uh, and so uh, he is the principal for both of my older daughters uh, unfortunately he's taken a job that is leading him elsewhere and so my youngest daughter was very distressed to hear that she wasn't going to have mr johns as a principal when she got to high school but i also said you never know honey like maybe he comes back like maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he does a superintendent deal for a few years and then he's like you know i really know who knows right uh but welcome jason thank you for joining us uh very excited frank thank you for the opportunity and uh just to be a to be a part of f3 which is such a powerful force among the men in our community that i have seen um and it even trickles down to our school so it's a real honor to be able to just be a part of that uh man well that's uh, as decent of you to say i don't owe you any money or anything um i don't so i don't know why you're saying such nice things but uh but no i i appreciate that and and certainly it's had a, a an impact in the fort mill community and and that's you know that's the impact we seek to do uh, across the country but um but jason it, for the for the guys just to kind of set the table and 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 let you know a little let them know a little bit about you know who you are what you do that kind of thing why, why don't you kind of give me a kind of a a high level snapshot of of your career and how you ended up being a high school principal yeah absolutely so i'm from fort mill south carolina so there's there's five of us left yeah. they're, they're still here <laughs> um and so um i just had some really incredible coaches and teachers in my life mm -hmm. and so pretty early on as, as, a, as a teenager i realized that i wanted to do something with young people mm. initially i kind of wanted to be a youth pastor maybe oh, okay. um, and then once i got into college i realized that probably public education was one of the biggest mission fields i could you know serve in and so mm -hmm. um, i began as a teacher at the rock hill school district i was an english teacher then i did some district office kind of stuff my first um, administrative job was at northwestern high school i did that for five years and then um, uh, began uh, my print first principalship at banks trail middle school 
Just around the corner. Just around the corner. I'd never been in a middle school before, and for those faint of heart, I, I would I would I would caution against it. It was awesome, <laughs> but it was awesome. Um, it was. It's a real. You know what? What I what I tell people if 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 if, you, if your kids can get through, it's just such a tough three years for yeah. adolescents. Yeah. If you can get through that unscathed, sometimes that's a win. So, yeah. but it was an awesome two years, and then this is my um, I moved to Nation Ford High School, and I'm finishing my sixth year here and it has been the and i I say this without reservation at all it has been the best the most challenging but the best six years of my entire professional life hands down nothing is even close it's been wonderful a couple things you said in there one you said uh uh, mission field Mm -hmm. help me with that so um uh, my my faith my relationship with jesus christ is that 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 leads everything i Mm -hmm. think it's c.s lewis who said that um ah gosh i'm not going to get this right get it close he he has a quote that says um uh you know you know our the, the 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 position that we have on this earth the most important thing we could do is lead souls to christ you could make the argument that that that's the only reason that we're here um, and so um, that this always stuck with me. Um, and somebody else once told me, of course, I'm in public school, so you right. can't talk like that. Right. <laughs> this isn't for public school. You're good. Keep going. So um, um, I think it was our state superintendent, Molly Spearman. She says, I never have to mention Jesus's name for people to know that, that by my actions, Jesus loves them. Yeah. And she didn't say it exactly like that either, no, but, but that really struck with me. Yeah. That, um, and so just being able to be an adult in the young people's lives where there, there are such um, absences and voids of love, stability, compassion in their life, and you get seven and a half hours with high schoolers after school events. I mean, yeah. sometimes you get 10 hours a day with them. And so that's a huge opportunity. Yeah, you end up being almost more of an influence in some ways than – in terms of amount of hours, for sure, uh, right. the school ends up being more of an influence sometimes than even the parents can be. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I mean, I've, I've got teenagers too, and parents are you know just you know unbelievably uncool. And you know, my a lot of times my own kids they'll listen to something that their teacher or coach or Sunday school teacher will say before they'll listen to me. Oh, and sure. then when I say it, they just think I'm repeating that that other person. Right, so. right. Yeah, I, we always tell our kids, I'm like, now understand that we're idiots, <laughs> you know. But your friends' parents are going to be geniuses. Yeah, they're all going to be incredible. We go smart. to them for advice, also. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Right. <laughs> well, and and um, and that's kind of a concept. That, that we've employed a little bit in our home. Uh, and and I, I don't know how much, I mean, I know you kind of maybe know who my girls are about mm-hmm. how, how much of a relationship you have or whatever, but um, but we've sort of employed this this idea uh, with some of our friends and other people of kind of what we call parallel parenting. Right. Um, where it really is, you know, it's kind of a, there's a, a couple other parent groups, you know, or, or mm-hmm. couples or whatever that we really look at and go, see, now those are kind of kids you know, or kind of people that we feel like could or should have influence in our, our kids' lives. And so we sort of manufacture a little bit, you know, uh, opportunities for them to bump into them mm-hmm. and to get close to them. And so that when they do have a trouble or an, an issue or a question or whatever, and it's not okay to ask mom or dad because we're, you know, whatever, we, we hope and we kind of maybe even encourage, you know, and say, well, you know, I don't know, maybe go ask so-and-so you know, right. or, or whatever it is. And, and um, I feel like that's something that it sounds like that's something that you kind of look at here 
as as a way of of approaching your relationship with the with the kids is that a fair statement it is and we talk a whole lot just among our teachers here and our staff and just the adults in the building that we really are partnering with the parents to to grow this next generation and frank i tell our teachers all the time and i've probably told our parents this that you know it really just takes and i know this sounds initially kind of pie in the sky but it only it only takes one generation to fix all the challenges and and maybe problems that we see in the world just one generation wait say that again one generation it takes one generation to fix everything. how you figure well um you know think of the social ills think of the i mean all just the just the poison that's on social media and just 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 all that negativity think of the um just just the overt um, you know, what I see push to just making our society as self-centered as it can possibly be. It just takes one generation to get into those positions of influence and leadership mm-hmm. to change that, to make people be uh, uh, to, to focus on self-sacrifice as opposed to self-centeredness, to to um, to show people that, you know, if you focus on others and serving others, you get your own happiness thrown in for free. You want to guarantee a way for a young person to be unhappy? get them to focus on themselves I promise you they'll be unhappy forever and so you probably never see that here at the high school though (laughs) (laughs) so um and and so so all of those things um um you know it it sounds kind of silly you know making the world a better place but that that's the deal yeah. I mean, that, there's no other redeeming there's no other redeeming thing in the in the profession of education other than that Mm. so uh you know when they say well I mean, I'm I'm never going to use this algebra stuff again. I mean, uh, by the way, you will. Any kids who might be listening, you will. Okay, you're going to use the algebra again. Trust me. Um, but uh, that's not what you're trying to teach me, anyway, is it? No, it's not. No, you may not do the algebra algebra stuff again. You will. You will. You will. But but um, the resilience, the hard work, the work ethic, the failing and trying again, the having the soldier through something that you don't want to do. Brothers and sisters, join the club. That, yeah. that that that's big. That that's life. And I tell you this too: if when parents ask me, what's the one thing that is different about kids now than maybe decades ago? Um, well, the first thing I tell them, it well, the first thing I tell them is sure. the kids are not different. It's the adults that are different. Oh. It's the adults that are different. The 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 desire to be a friend as opposed to a parent. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 desire. Um, so so, and we don't have we don't have to get no, into no. that. But keep the one, going. I like it. But the thing that I tell them the biggest difference is just a lack of resiliency yeah. among our kids. It is in high school. It is so healthy to in a loving, supportive environment um, uh, have a very challenging academic athletics fine arts um, programs so the students can practice working really hard to reach a goal not Mm -hmm. quite making it failing sure picking themselves up and then keep on working toward it yeah um what what i've noticed in the past probably 15 years is there is a failure not reaching a goal and failing that's seen as a bad thing yeah but that's not true that's life Right. I mean, you have to fail. You learn from failure. You know, when you win a game or you win anything, you make 100 on a test, you assume there's a couple of key things that, that leverage you into that win, mm-hmm. but you don't know. It could have been 100 different things. Sure. But when you fail, you, you know. Pretty, exactly. Yeah. So you can learn from that. That's interesting. And, and you know, we in our F3 philosophy, we, we talk about what we call the leadership development process, mm-hmm. right? And we say the first step is schooling, mm-hmm. right? And then you get some apprenticeship, mm-hmm. right? And then you get some opportunity, 
and then the fourth step, not the final result, not the, oh, it, it, hope this doesn't happen, but the next step in the cycle is failure. Yep. yep. You know, it's just a step in the cycle. And then yep. you just go, oh, okay, now I know what I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we go back and get some more schooling, create some more apprenticeship and opportunity, right? And then we fail again and we fail again. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that's interesting. I'm glad to hear that, that uh, you know, that's something that's getting taught here. Would you say that that's common amongst all schools? Or I, I don't think it is. We, we have to be really intelligent and really intentional about that here because what the temptation is just to uh, make everything as pleasant as it can be so you don't have to kind of get into that hard work yeah. that is building resiliency yeah. and you know if me and you can run a mile and our track coach just has us run a mile every day and cheers us on we're going to feel pretty good about ourselves sure but we're not going to get any better no and so it's a little bit more difficult to, to to push your kids and to encourage them to get out of their comfort zone in all areas yeah. i mean just and we're very explicit to them i'll tell them in the morning when y'all go into the ca- the commons we call our cafeteria the commons right. when y'all go into commons today i challenge each one of you you find somebody that you can just tell is not having a good day maybe they're by themselves maybe they've been quiet maybe they, they just seem a little bit off and you go over and pat them on the back you give them a word of encouragement it'll take you two seconds yeah and the thing is it is such an easy gift to give y'all right. go do and we're very intentional about encouraging them to do stuff oh like i know that. you are and because uh, i hear about it right you know and uh, and i think my girls uh have taken that advice mm-hmm. you know and and partially it's because it's reinforced from stuff that we're trying to teach them at home as well Absolutely. but uh but it, it does it makes a huge difference when that third party that that external adult Mm-hmm. You know, can say, "Hey, this is a thing. You know, this is a thing we believe. This is a thing." And so it's not just, "Well, Dad always thinks we should do that." You know, yep. right? But it's no, no. This is how life is. This is how things work, mm-hmm. right? Um, one of the things you also said uh, a second ago, um, you know, you were kind of talking about uh, uh, that that you you have this mission, mm-hmm. um, and you're saying mission field, and I, and I get it as uh, in terms, especially of, of you know your faith, and, mm-hmm. and certainly faith. I mean, the, the third F is faith, right? right. And though we don't profess a uh, you know specific denomination of any kind or or a specific religion of any kind, mm-hmm. uh, we kind of leave that open to you know whatever is bigger than yourself. But sure. but this this seems to play into your personal mission in a way. Yes, sir, it does. Uh, that there's something you know. Yeah, there's the the overall mission of yes, you know, sharing sharing the love of Jesus Christ or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But 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 you personally play a part in that in some way, and, and I'm interested to hear that. The um I. I and I think we all come to as adults, I think we all come to this place where, and what I mean by that is you come to this this phase in your life, whether it happens in your teens, your 20s, your 30s, you know, God forget, forbid if it happens, you know, you know in your 50s, 40s, right. but where you realize that um, there is nothing on this earth, there's no experience, there's no amount of fun or pleasure that, that is going to satisfy me. There's just nothing that's going to do it. And so on a very selfish level, once I realized that and, and then and then learned and became aware that um, only by pouring your life into others am I ever going to feel fulfilled? Am I ever going to feel like I have a purpose? Mm. Um, and I, I don't know if that's unique to everybody, but I, I, I remember realizing pretty early on in my, my late teens that um, – that 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 I wanted to be of worth. I wanted to God to use me uh-huh. to to do something that would um, that would either make Him proud, 
that would that would help other people out, make the world a better. I wanted to be used for something. I knew if I just went, I, if I just did what I I want. And this is this is key. Yeah. If I just did what I wanted to do, I would completely waste my life. I was so convicted of that. I knew it, and I, yeah. and that drives a lot. It's a it's a usefulness. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. you were saying worth something. Well, you know, we're all worth stuff, but you you wanted to be useful. useful. Yeah. Yes. You wanted to make something happen. Right. That's interesting. And it goes back to you know, you, when you leave a place, you know. So I'll be this. This is this will be my last year at Nation Four. Yeah. But but the the only did I mention uh, we're sad about that? Yeah. Did, I, did I mention it? Because I'm not sure if I really hit that home for you. But but, but the the only thing that will last after I'm gone is how I made other people feel, how I impacted them, yeah. how I created a culture where it was easier to be kind, and that was encouraged. How I created a culture where we, you you celebrate uh, everybody, and and where you see see people through. And this this is a big thing that we talk about here. You see everybody with an asset perspective. Mm-hmm. Every single person in this building is an asset that adds something to our school family. A lot of places they view their kids and their people with a deficit perspective. So, so that means that yeah, so there, are, me. there are kids coming to the school that need to be fixed. That's a uh. deficit perspective. I'm hiring teachers that are just not good enough, so i got to make them more like me. That's a deficit perspective. Asset perspective is everybody I bring into this organization has some kind of a, a – given talent or or uh, skill or something that's going to add to our to our culture to our school um, and you treat people like that yeah you make them know that they are an asset to this school um, and it just it just completely opens up their eyes to um, uh, being more of an influence taking more ownership uh, taking risks taking risk and not knowing they're not going to be penalized for taking risks yeah um, that's, that's been pretty neat. So that, that is, and and I hope I hope you guys are hearing that because that is exactly uh, I think the way that we try to um, try to help our guys see things as well uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways in the sense that it's like look you know to your point like everybody's got something to offer there's always some there you know so, something there and it's really about kind of <laughs> setting them on their path and getting out of their way right. You know, yep. and it sounds like what you're trying to do, which is uh, along our philosophy as well, right? What you're trying to do is you're trying to create a an organization of leaders, yes, rather than an organization with leaders. Absolutely, there, there may be some leaders in the school, but you're trying to create an organization of people who are missionalized, who see what we're trying to accomplish, and who are using their unique talents to to something greater than themselves. Absolutely, and on, on a very practical. I guess vain. If if you're not doing that, then then the ceiling of talent is you. Huh. You know, so the school can only be as good as I am, which right. that would be horrible. I, mean, I would encourage anybody to go to that school. Um, so if you're not, if you're, if you're exactly right, if yeah. you're not developing those leaders and creating situations and opportunities for people to grow, then you're just limiting what your organization can be, what your what your school can be, and ultimately you're limiting what your what opportunities your kids can have. Yeah, yep. man. Uh, and again, I hope you guys are hearing that because that is that. This is like the F three principle that we didn't know that we had. You know, whatever. Right. This is, but this is. This is exactly the kind of stuff because we. I think that's to me that's the big difference uh, in what I see you do from an outsider's perspective. And again, like I said, biased, mm-hmm. right? I, I'll admit that out the front um, because you have had such a, a, a very powerful influence on my girls uh, and on and on their friends and on the kids around. I mean, I see the kids that they hang out with; they're good kids. Yes, you know, they're great kids. And I think some of that is the what they get poured into while they're while they're here. 
Um, but you, uh, dang it, now I lost my thought. I'll tell you two out. stories that, yeah, that when, you, when you talk about that. Um, this was my this was my second year here, and we talked a whole lot about just behavior. Um, and I'll digress a little bit. You know, you. you when I was younger, I used to believe that, you know, you need to change people's hearts. You need to change people's beliefs. That's what you got to do. If you can change their hearts and their beliefs, then you can then you can change their behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've learned and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. But I think what is more powerful and probably more efficient is if you change their behaviors. Mm hmm then that creates a culture and atmosphere where their heart can be changed. So, for example, if, if, um, if, if me and you were enemies and didn't get along, right. and, then, and then we had a third friend who, who came up to me and said, Jason, you know, you just need to pray for Frank. Just, you know, think good thoughts about Frank. Just, you know, just he's a good guy. You know, you just right. need to give him right. a, a fair shake. Um, that's not going to change. You know, I'm just going to be tired of that guy talking to me. But <laughs> if he were to challenge me, I want you to send Frank an encouraging text every morning. Yeah. It, it, you just say, by doing that, it's going to cause me. So that's going to yeah, change the way I feel. The about behavior mm-hmm. leads the feeling versus the feeling leading the behavior. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a very, imp- I mean, I think a very important point that I think a lot of people miss. Absolutely. Uh, and, and a lot of because again, you look at this much more as as a an opportunity to, to grow people, leaders, and, and that sort of thing, rather than I'm an administrator who has a program to to get done and you know that's kind of what i was getting to is is you know i've, I've seen the impact right i see the right. impact and i'm saying this is that's why we're here right this because it's something yeah. different going on here at nation ford do you know who's coming in after you i have no He's idea dead. I, I, yeah <laughs> he has no chance there will be a huge <laughs> uptick of talent in the principal's office once i'm gone uh, i tell my people i said y'all will look back weeks from now and think how do we put up with that idiot for so long yeah <laughs> no not gonna happen um but uh but but that idea that the the behavior is first mm-hmm that's that's kind of backwards mm-hmm. to what we're taught, don't you think? Yep. I I think it is. Um, I I don't know why, but but once you kind of take that approach, where you you know wh- whoever your people are, so my, my teachers, we talk a whole lot first about adult behaviors. Sure, um, we treat everybody with dignity. Most of the time, the way you can treat somebody with dignity is when they are not in the room. By the way, you talk about them when they're not in the room, and mm. I'm very explicit with my teachers. We do. Yeah. We treat everybody with dignity. Um, just the way you greet each other in the hall. Just the way every Friday my administrative team, every Friday, will write a letter of appreciation <laughs> to a teacher. Every so To uh, another teacher? To another teacher. Um, really? So over, so over the course of how many weeks are in? This is horrible. I, should, I think there's 36 weeks. We'll should, call it that. Yeah, yeah, Sounds okay. good. So, so anyways, yeah. um, so you know, over six years, six times 36. That, that's that, a lot. That's a whole bunch. That's you know? a lot. Um, and it's not – and this is another thing um, – to, to people, the number of touches surpasses the quality of the touches. So if I oh, can, say that again, so um, to, to people in relationship building, yeah. the number of touches surpasses the quality of the touches. So if if I briefly just kind of, you know, to my teachers, you know, say, hey, how you doing? You need anything? What you got going on? Is there any way I can help you? If you're doing that, that's just a way that you that you support your teachers and love uh-huh. your teachers well. That is so much more powerful than a long once a year hour-long conversation with each teacher sure um and their perspective is going to be um that, that that is more worthwhile and they'll feel closer to you if you have a consistent 
time. Well, where did you come up with all this? I read or listened to that. I've got, I don't make up, none of this is original. <laughs> I'm borrowing and stealing okay, it all. Not yeah. even a, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just hoping that they don't realize I'm a big phony. I mean, I'm yeah, just trying right, to hide right. that. Right. So, Do you, so um, but in seriousness though, is this something that they teach or is this something that you've had to just kind of I forgot where I'm observing it a lot. Um, sure. I've been very I've been very blessed to work with some very, very talented leaders. And so I'm I, I go into every meeting, every relationship, every with my eyes wide open to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I've been very blessed to do that. And a lot of people have turned me on to some leadership um, resources, books or sure. podcasts or things that you just you just soak it up. And you just start soaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're you're uh, you're a constant student as well yes sir yes sir and somebody told me this um i forget who it was but you don't need to have they said you don't need to have the answer for everything right you just need to have some core values that really allow you to make your decisions very efficiently and very quickly and 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 that drives what you do yeah um so that 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 is helpful man that is powerful um so I don't want to keep you all afternoon, so I'm, I'm going to tell you a story, and and, mm-hmm. uh, and I want to talk about it a little bit. Uh, probably, mm, I'm going to guess it's been a couple of years now. Uh, a buddy of mine who works uh, in North Carolina for Parents Education for School Choice uh, mm-hmm. up, up there, um, and it's a nonprofit, and he, he and I are F3 buddies. Um, he actually, uh, when I became the the international president for f3 across the whole you know whatever mm-hmm. uh i i tapped this guy and said this is the guy that i want in charge of like communications and culture and that sort of stuff mm-hmm. so this is kind of who he is right he was right. former tv guy and all this kind of stuff right um anyway i was telling him a story a story about you and he came down to a little little quick profile and even if you remember doing that video little little video that he put together um maybe followed you around for a day or something and and um and then put that out there to his his constituents, his parents, and and whatever. I don't really even know exactly where it all went, but he came down and did this uh, this profile, and and the reason he did it is because I told him this story, and then it pro- so profoundly affected him and me that it has now become a, a thing. And now you're looking at me like, okay, <laughs> don't be nervous yet. Hold on, Jason. No, <laughs> but um, uh, so here here's what I told him. I said, you're not going to believe what's going on over here at Nation Ford High School. And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, this guy, this Jason Johns guy, gets on the morning announcements every single morning. And he says, all right, guys, if another person hasn't told you this today, I love you. Your teachers love you. Now let's get after it. Right? Yes. I, I, I stole that too, Frank. I don't care where you stole it. <laughs> well, I'm never going to attribute it to anybody else, Jason, so it doesn't really matter. What you, right? You say that every single morning. Yes, sir. Now, we're going to talk about why you say that and what that means. But the first thing I – well, you know what? First, let's talk about what that means and okay. why you did it, and then I'll tell you a story after that. Go. Okay. So, so Where did you steal that from? I have no nope, idea. that I, came right from you. I can't. Okay. Nope, you're taking all the credit, okay. whether you like so, it or not. So um, uh, out in – the media world, whoever I stole that from, uh-huh. I apologize and I give you credit. And if you'll let me know, then I'll, then I'll do that more intentionally. Um, um, I think it is so Im, 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 Im important. Love is a four letter word and it yeah. is spelled T I M E. Well, that kind of goes to what you were just saying about that's it. the quality of the touches don't matter as much yep. as the quantity of the touches. So, um, uh, you know, if, if you, if you want to find out what somebody loves, what do they spend their time doing? 
yeah. you know yeah um so 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 hmm. you know them hearing their principal say that every morning um one i really want them to hear that yeah um two and this this two things for the child who does not hear that very often or at all i want them to have an adult in their life that they know loves them it's as simple as that um and, and to kind of dig a little bit deeper i want my boys at my school to hear their male principal say that um tell me why you think that's so important well i I think there's a you know when we talk about being a man being a leader Mm -hmm. um um and 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 masculinity and kind of all of that um we we don't a lot of times you don't hear compassion sure uh, being gentle being kind being supportive uh you know cheering uh, lifting other people up a lot of times that's not synonymous with masculinity um and i think that is absolutely at the core of leadership um, and so I, I want them to see an example of that. Um, I want them yeah. to be able. So, so I want them to see that. Um, and then I want my teachers to hear that. Um, the initial, re- not the reason, but one of the reasons that I, that I started to tell my kids that is I, I think it's very valuable for them to see the leader of their school be vulnerable. Sure. You know, it's pretty easy for, you know, the guy, the principal to get on the PA system and say, I love you. Then that really opens you up to a lot of ridicule. It does. You know, it could. Okay. It Fair. Could. Yeah. Um, especially the first time you do it. Yeah. Um, and Did so I want. I, I don't know. I don't they didn't say that. It was fine. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, and, and I wanted my teachers to hear me say that because I want them to be vulnerable too. Yeah. I want them. I mean, at the very least, when you're um, when you, when you're being real with your kids and you're and you're uh, kind of creating ma- making that class be kind of a family atmosphere, at the very least, they're going to see that you're a real person. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a lot of these kids don't have a real adult in their life that cares about them. Um, across the demographics, I mean, our children in poverty to our very affluent children, uh-huh. um, um, you know, they, they don't have that every day. So I, I wanted my kids that, to have that every day. Um, and it also, I think it impacts the way the kids treat each other. Mm. I think it's. I, th- I think if they know at the beginning of the day, this is the tone they but set. This is who we are here. Yep. And yeah. and, and we talk a lot about this. By uh, talk a lot about this as adults. You know, the adults set the weather, regardless what's going on out in the world, regardless right. what's going on outside these walls. Right. We set the weather here, and the weather here is that we support each other, we love each other, we have each other's back. That's that 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 that, that is pervasive, is ubiquitous everywhere you go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so regardless of who you may or may not yep. have sold it from. <laughs> I'm calling it a Jason Johns, um, but the the idea you, you said it uh, the you wanted the boys to hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we define in F three we define masculinity as courageous love. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. That's, that's so I think we're very much aligned there, right? You know, mm-hmm. and um, because I think that's something that does end up missing mm-hmm. uh, in in people's lives, especially in young men's lives, mm-hmm. uh, is that and people say it's softer, and I say I, I don't. I don't think so. I think it's the fuel that makes us. So when we're hard, we're not. We're doing it with with the right intent, right? You know, it actually is the strength and the fuel that makes us want to be more masculine and want to be leaders and want to be uh, out front because right. because as men we should be running toward danger Absolutely. to protect the vulnerable, Absolutely. You know, to help those that are behind us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so here's the other half of that, right? Is you do this every morning for these kids. My girls love it. Uh, my oldest is a junior, uh, youngest or uh, you know, middle is a se- as a freshman, uh, and the especially middle daughter is like, I, whoever comes after him isn't going to say that probably, and I don't know, I like that's going to suck, 
like my morning is not going to be complete without without that right um but the 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 point is not that the point is that so this guy i was telling you about that did the the Mm -hmm. the story um you know he he does another podcast that we have uh here for f3 nation and uh and so now it has become a thing amongst all of the f3 nation men we say this all the time no way constant he says it at the end of every single podcast uh, that he does, and so that's thousands. I mean, the thousands and thousands of men that, that hear this all the time, and because we define masculinity as courageous love, and he heard that, and he was like, "We're we're stealing that." Yep. yep. Right. That's awesome. But we attribute it. Uh, <laughs> but but so he, he says, "Hey, if another man hasn't told you this today, yeah. I love you. The nation loves you. So let's get after it." That's awesome, right? man. Every and so every week when this podcast comes out, and it, it happens on all of our leadership calls, it happens everywhere. Um, and so I, I think it's important for you to know that, uh, not just because, you know, obviously you're leaving a legacy, uh, behind as you've done this, which is a super important thing, but not just for that, but just to know that, um, that your leadership has made a difference, man, that, that what you're doing has made a difference and that there's, you're influencing people well beyond, well beyond, uh, just, just the kids in the school or even the parents. Well, that's awesome. That, I had no idea of that. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's pretty neat. I will live off that for a long time. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's, uh, but that's, that's, um, that, I think that's the sense that I got of that's who you are. Mm-hmm. That, that's who you are. And so now I have a question, uh, and this may be too personal. I don't know. Yep. We'll have to cut it if we need to. But um, are do you have any fear that uh, you'll be able to make the same kind of impact at a superintendent level? I, I do a little bit. Um, it's a small district, so I think I'll have the freedom and the ability to kind of um, be a part of whatever I whatever I feel like I need to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do lose the connection with, with the kids just because you're a, a, a level kind of separated right. from right. that. Um, but I will be looking um, two things, and, and this is what I'm excited about, um, to be a leader for the principals in that district, which is, you know, of course, mm-hmm. that's not appropriate opportunity right. to have now, uh, but to do that very intentionally. Um, and then instead of it just being one school that exists, at, uh, then it's going to be the, the entire district. It's going to be all the schools there. Yeah. So I'm excited about seeing that. Um, so uh, that, okay. So when you put it that way, I'll allow it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because that's uh you know that's that's part of that's all we're really yeah. trying to do here you know we use the workout as a as a tool as a means right you're using education you know and and being a superintendent or whatever as the means yeah absolutely but the the means is really just, we're doing the same thing yeah absolutely that's that's exactly right and that's and that's uh, that's that's why i want to have you on man yeah. uh it really is and so i'm yeah. i'm super grateful for jason johns yeah. uh, i'm grateful for all you men out there um and uh you know, if another man hasn't told you this, <laughs> <laughs> now I usually uh, usually end these up by just asking you a question. That is, uh, Jason, will you do me a favor today? Absolutely. Will you be the leader that you are? I will be the leader that I am. I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for listening to the 43 Feet Podcast. If you like what you heard on the show, or if it's helped you in some way, we'd ask you to rate us, write a review, and share us with your friends and networks. It really does help others to find us. If you have questions, comments, or concerns, write us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com or tweet us at 43feetpodcast. The climb we're on to create virtuous leaders isn't going to be easy, but we'll get there 43 feet at a time.